Hi, everybody. My name is Shlomi Ron. I'm the CEO of the Visual Storytelling Institute. And it's great to see everybody again here at the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. And as you know, every month we are uh, meeting a, a new visual storyteller expert uh, that talk about different aspects of the craft of visual storytelling. And one of the things that uh, I always want to talk about, you know, we're talking about uh, using visuals to sell our products and services. One of the most important thing that uh, you could ever do is really sell yourself. And before you even utter a single word or even write a single word on your LinkedIn profile, the first thing people will see is your headshot. And that's going to be your first impression. And that's the story they, they're going to tell themselves about uh, who you are and what you're trying to do. So for this important topic today, I have a fantastic friend and an expert uh, portrait photographer, Kirk Francis. Kirk and I know each other from back when, when we first did the, the visual, visual Storytelling Summit here in Miami. He also attended several uh, programs uh, that VSI has been doing, you know, from our master classes to our full semester class at the Idea Center at the Miami Dade College. So, one of the things that I really like about uh, Kirk yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And one of the things that I really liked about uh, Kirk uh, summary, this is what he says about his uh, craft creating portraits that help people impact the difference they hope to make in the world is what gives me joy. And I think this is really a powerful uh, statement. And with that, I'd like to welcome uh, Kirk. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Tommy. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, the first thing I probably would like to ask you is how you get, you got into a portrait photography. What was your backstory? <laughs> the backstory is kind of, I think, a lot of, probably a, a lot of people in the sense that I was had a little point and shoot and I was trying to take pictures of my kids at their uh, karate martial arts events and I would hit the shutter and then I would have nothing because they were over here by the time the shutter clicked. Right. And so I went out and I bought a nice fancy DSLR and I was clicking away and I was creating gigabytes, terabytes of photos and they were all kind of not so great. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that started me down the journey of education and going online and YouTube and I right. found all the resources and uh, eventually stumbled across, upon uh, Peter Hurley and Sal Sankata and Jared Poland, to name a few, um, Chase Jarvis, who also created uh, creativelive.com and just dived in and I, and I just enjoyed it so much. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn, you know, and, awesome. and it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey. No, that's great. Any particular reason why you decided to focus on portrait photography? Um, I mean, I, I, you say portrait photography, so I do do portrait photography. I also do landscape. Oh, so that's the okay. other passion yeah. that I have. I, I wish I could show you. Right. Um, actually, I'm going to show you. Here's a kind of a combination. One second, let me grab it. So this is a, uh, a combination uh -huh. of kind of portrait with landscape. Oh yeah, definitely. And wow. so I, uh, I loved that as well as mix the landscapes in with the portraits. But oh, that's awesome. uh, yeah, I, have a, I 
have a passion for both. I, I, I like people. I think people are very, it's amazing when you actually read online and find out, I think it's within our DNA, because I just recently did a DNA test. I think we're all separated by less than 1% in our DNA, oh, yet there's so cool. much variety, right, among all of us. So yeah, I guess that's sure. part of what I like. Awesome. I like. And I like to hear people's stories. I am truly interested in so, learning about so, other people and their stories. So speaking about stories, you know, one of the common practice here at the, at the Visual Storytelling Today podcast is I always ask my guest, what is your definition for visual storytelling? My definition of visual storytelling is basically trying to communicate a feeling, a story through just pictures and not necessarily words. There's so much that you can communicate um, without ever even saying a word. And I think back, I can't remember who had the, the video. It was a video, it wasn't stills. And the video was about a couple of men sitting in an airport and they were eating rolls. And the one guy who looked kind of not so um, well to do was eating the other guy's donuts and biscuits. Oh, yeah. And he kept eating them and kept eating them. And then they <laughs> got to the very last one and he went to go grab it. And the other guy grabbed it first. And he's looking at him really scowling, like, what are you doing, you know? And then the guy that he thought was stealing his biscuits broke it in half and gave it to him. And then he left to go catch his plane. And then the guy that thought his biscuits were being stolen decided, you know, had his phone call for his plane. He went and grabbed his bag. And then there's, right. there's his bag of biscuits. So he had been actually the guy stealing the biscuits. I mean, and think about the story there. And it was right. amazing that all of that was done without any words. Absolutely. Anything so it's a, it's an amazing thing. I guess that's kind of my definition of visual storytelling. There's there's so much to tell that you, if if a good visual story, you don't have to use words. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And especially in the kind of work that you're doing is is really fascinating because you are selling you know the most important story, which is you know people's stories. You know what's behind the face even before, you know, people uh, had a chance to read about uh, a person. So I'm kind of curious, when you work with your clients uh, and they would like to do a, you know, a new headshot, what typically, like, uh, a business objective they have in mind for this? What, what is my client's ob objectives usually? Yeah, yeah. Typically, what, what type of... Uh, most of the time, it's just basically stepping up their game. And uh -huh. sometimes I think uh, they don't even know what that means a lot of times. Mm -hmm. uh, I know one of my clients, actually, he's pictured right here, uh -huh. Adam Pacetti. Yep. Um, he, you know, everybody puts masks on, right? Sure. Uh, and they're fearful for, you know, putting themselves out there how they really are. And, and what I was able to do with Adam was get him build up his confidence and his comfort in front of the camera and kind of let himself out and be the person he wants to be in that photo and have that photo actually help portray how he really wants to be portrayed. And sometimes people are fearful of letting that out. That and so that's what ends up kind of, I mean, maybe it's not an objective, but mm -hmm. it ends up kind of coming out of that. I think right. the, the other thing is just stepping up their game. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, um, working with a professional and finding out, you know, well, what can he do for me uh, with my portrait? 
one of the goals that I have is, is an objective is making sure that the person is conveyed in a more confident, influential, and likable manner, or a combination of those. And then, and then kind of going over all of those kinds of um, uh, attributes, right, that you right. might pick up from a photo and finding which one of those are maybe more important for somebody might feel approachability is more important for them, but maybe somebody else wants to be more influential. It's really hard to get them all kind of elevated at the sure. same time. It is possible. And, um, but I, you know, try to have those conversations with people to find out what right. they're really trying to say. But, so it sounds like typically when you say step up their game, you know, it could be that the photo would land on their LinkedIn profile. It might go to their personal website and collaterals and so forth. So it's really part of their personal marketing strategy, right? Yeah, part of their branding. And that's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's kind of, then I try to have conversations with them to, you know, you can do a headshot, but then maybe you want to do, this is kind of more of a branding shot. Right. And, uh, and I, I have a couple of different things that I'm working on from a marketing perspective, what I'm trying to put out there is, you know, brand your action uh -huh. and, and brand your hustle. So, you know, depending on what you're doing. And I think it's really important to, to portray somebody in a portrait that really communicates who they are. If someone's very spiritual, maybe I just actually did a, um, a, a, a portrait of somebody and, you know, he's, he's a spiritual individual. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of convey. I mean, what does that convey about this person? Yeah, right? it looks like he's holding a, his hand, I guess, in his heart. So I guess yeah. he's kind of bowing a little bit. He's got his eyes right. closed. Mm -hmm. So it conveys he's kind of a more mindful, spiritual yep. type of person. It shows, you know, if you look closely, you can tell that he's Jewish. Got um, it. You can pick up on that as well, as far right. as even wardrobe. And so tell me. So tell me, you know. You know, now they understand a little bit about, you know, the business objective of uh, your clients, you know, the, the need to step up their game and to kind of uh, create their own brand, so to speak. So can you tell us a little bit about how the end-to-end -end process looks like? You know, how do you work with your clients just to kind of get a feel? Because, again, our, our audience is comprised of entrepreneurs and marketers, people that look mm -hmm. into kind of learn how to use visual storytelling in different aspects. So I'm kind of curious how you do it. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on, on what they're kind of signing up for initially. Uh -huh. Some folks are strictly signing up for a headshot and that's all they're looking for. Right. Um, and that kind of a process, again, we still have those conversations on what are you trying to convey? What's really important for you in your headshot? And then it's basically just kind of setting them up. I prep them with a few videos that I link them to. Um, one of the other very important things, again, has to do with the concept of what are you trying to convey? I mean, maybe you're working in the holistic area. So holistic harmony is something you want to communicate. So maybe take a look at, or, you know, I want to be red, that powerful red color, or you uh -huh. want one of those blacks and grays, or maybe you're looking more for, you know, greens, yellows, oranges, purples. So, so, you, so you do like an interview, you do like an interview to, to get a sense of who they are, their backstory, and, and, and as you said, what's most important to them? That's the goal. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, also like to get, I also like to get a bio. I like to get all of their, uh, right. their social contact information. 
um, from them during those interviews, or at least put that out there that, that that's going to be required. And then obviously then there's all the prep work, you know, making sure you're moisturized good and those kinds of things, making sure you bring enough wardrobe choices. I mean, absolutely you never can bring enough. Um, uh, I, uh, I'll, uh, just skip to another photo here. Uh, this was a photo shoot. This is more of a branding shoot that I did, uh -huh. but when you look through, um, this is another spiritual individual. Um, but if you look through here, let's see if I'm going the right way. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, wait a minute, I'm going the wrong way. Okay. So I'm going fast and I know there's a reflection there, but right. you're getting an idea of all the wardrobe changes. I say no, for sure. I mean, he brought a suitcase, he brought a, a garment bag, he brought yeah. a duffel bag, he had different shoes, he had different pants, he had jackets, shirts, t-shirts. What about, you know. what about location? Do you do any uh, specific location sets or you typically do it on the studio? Uh, we do most of the things in the studio, but we, we have a studio next door that we're able to rent. That's where that picture was taken. Um, right. I've t those pictures I just flipped through very quickly. We're taking here locally and mm -hmm. uh, I've done stuff up in Palm Beach and Miami as well. So yeah, I do the, it. it depends on what they're after. Some people want to be identified with either Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, uh, Miami as from a location perspective. So that's part of their brand, you know, I am Miami, I'm in Miami, so that makes sense to be photographed at, at those locations that, that will communicate that that's where they're at. So that's very interesting, uh, Kirk. Uh, you talked about uh, the location, uh, are there any other uh, tactics you used as part of your process? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about kind of the prep and how to get started, finding out what the intention of the is but there's also part of the process the actual in the session process and so one of the things that I utilize in session is I, I shoot to um, a computer and mm -hmm. we'll get a few photos and then we'll go back we'll kind of see how things are going are we heading in the right direction I'll also point out and coach kind of on what the clients doing and how we can improve and they can also point out what they like and don't like and we kind of rinse and repeat that process so at the end of the session, before the client leaves, they actually uh -huh. know what they're going to get. They're, they're going to have, we're going to edit together the pictures down and they're going to select their selected images that we're going to um, deliver, send them to retouch and then deliver them um, digitally from actually, that point. Actually, come to think of it, you know, you actually did a great job uh, doing my headshot. And I remember at the end of the session, you actually ended up with uh, about 30, 40 uh, pictures for us to look at and kind of uh, compare and contrast and, and pick uh, really the top winners. And then from the top winners, you're going to create a, almost like a book, right? Right. And then the other thing that's important, if you may not remember, but I, that's the reason why I mentioned in the beginning, I asked for their bio or right. links and stuff like that. I actually embed that in the metadata of their images. So when they do get delivered, all that information is going to go with them. So wherever they might use those images, that information can be picked up and direct um, folks to their bio, to their other social links, wherever they may post it. And so that information stays with the image. Unless, you know, obviously, you can strip that out. But it's, it's ideal to have it embedded in there on your original image so that when you, you know, somebody, you're going to go speak at a conference, you shoot them, in, shoot them a photo, 
uh, in that photo has all the information already included in it, almost kind of like a business card. So this is also very good for uh, SEO, right? Like if you put those images online, so. All right, it's gonna help with SEO as well, correct. Got it, cool. So now that we understand a little bit about your process, uh, do, do you get a sense of uh, how success uh, looks like? You know, how do you measure success of uh, successful photos? Do you get any feedback from your clients? Yeah, wow. Um, definitely get some feedback from the clients. Usually it's a matter of, like, I just actually got a phone call today. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm getting great feedback. You, you really taught me a lot about photography. It, there's, there's a lot more to it than I thought there was. Right. Um, his suggestion, and I'm going to take it, is a very good suggestion. He says, you should be posting, you know, pictures every day if you can. And, you know, just put a few sentences on, you know, what are the eyes saying? What's the mouth doing? What's mm. the pose doing? What's the lighting say? What's the color um, uh, indicating? What, you know, what is this image conveying for this individual versus somebody else? And, and start communicating all that I did in, in session, you know, kind of awkwardly in a, a little five minute post. So that's, that it. was a really good uh, phone call I got today because he's very happy with the results of the session and, and all the images that came out of it. Did you have any interesting example from the industry, you know, successful photographers or things that you've noticed that uh, are really killing it in uh, portrait photography today? Really killing it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that that's a tough question because I, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm not sure because everybody has, you know, where did it go? I don't have it right here in my hand. Yeah, here it is. Everybody's got one of these, right? right. Everybody thinks that they're a photographer and there's a lot more to it than just having a camera. Yes. Uh, you know, if you're a, a author of books or you're an attorney, um, mm -hmm. I have word on my computer that doesn't make me attorney or a writer. Sure. It's the same kind of concept. So, but uh, I think, that is one piece of my business that I'm wanting to work on mm -hmm. in the sense of what, what is the metrics to measure the success right. of, of, you know, how, how do you attribute any success that they may have to the new image that they have, the profile image or a cover photo? Um, I'm not exactly sure how to do that. I've actually, one of my clients is a scientist and he was, he was actually mm -hmm. interested um, in, and that aspect of it is how do you measure it? I mean, because, you, you know, if you're looking at the audience, you have to know who the audience is that's right. judging this photo and then what are their feelings towards it and how is that impacting them and how is that moving them to decisions that they may or may make Yeah, Because I think, you know, going back to what you said earlier, I think, uh, you know, if you look at the very uh, simple use case of a LinkedIn profile, and if you do a good job for a client and all of a sudden you start getting a more a LinkedIn invites or there is a higher engagement to the content they publish, these are all indicators maybe for more uh, openness. So factors involved with all of that. That's the, that's the you know, how yep. can you, it's hard to make that correlation. That's yeah. true. Maybe they're posting more often. Maybe they're involved in an engagement group. Um, Absolutely. 
it's it's really hard to actually measure right i think it's just i i think i don't think anybody could argue that it's definitely a formula for success success mm -hmm. to have a professional image like some of these here that you see yep. uh, behind me uh one of the things i was going to share with you is you know you tell me um i uh i uh took took a little bit of time and i went out and i dug up a uh, an old an old headshot of mine um and uh you know and it's this is on the level of being quite embarrassing right um but you know there's a picture of me uh-huh you know i got yep. my camera you know got my hat and i always wear a hat i protect my head for uh yep definite reasons that was not too bad um this so is this, actually, this these are these are all you did them using your, your smartphone no 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 these are all done with a professional camera but these are done. Uh, now this one i'm going to tell you it, this is the one i ended up going with and what's interesting is when you look at when you look at some of these uh older ones right and you look at the eyes this is something that i've learned right is you know trying to get that confidence factor up mm. and when you're like this and you're really scared you don't have so part of part of success in these is that my eyes and see right here is called you know uh i've got it's maybe hard to see but i'm doing the smile so i'm smiling with my eyes and my mouth and so that's probably why that picture worked really good but then um you know hmm. then this is my new one and yeah, it's more I, artsy i would say <laughs> yeah it's artsy it fits more it fits more in who i am and what i'm doing right right and that's that's part of what you want to communicate in your image you know is this guy an artist or is he a business guy or what is he and i would say definitely this is more of an artist absolutely versus this guy here you know yeah this is like more an accountant i would say <laughs> right yeah you know, I, I mean i still I, one of my favorite jackets i still wear it you'll see me wearing that i wear a different yep. i wear different hats um but uh it's uh you know and how do you measure that i mean do i have more engagement cuz my photo i mean i have to tell you i mean I, maybe package. i should i should i should maybe measure it. i mean i get in, I get invites and people will tell me um uh -huh. I sent you a connection request because of your photo. You know, yeah. and it has happened. And so then the question is how many people are doing that that aren't actually overtly saying that to me? And and so, you know, how and and the question is is how do you how do you try to track that metrics and how do you put science to that? No, it's tough. I I agree. I mean, it's a combination I guess of the the image, the summary profile, and maybe some of the positions you you held or holding in the, in the present it's it's a full package but i think a lot of times to our discussion today is that when you look at the headshot you already have you building preconceived impressions about who that person is based on your previous bag of experiences that you carry you you met a character like this one so it triggers something in you to say hey i know this type of a person it must be fitting some certain uh, profile in my head doesn't right. mean it has to be true but most people yeah. operate like that <laughs> well no that, and there's a lot of science behind there are, there's actually a lot of science there's a lot of studies there's studies out there actually saying how profile pictures don't indicate how the yeah. person actually is going to be right. uh, and i think there's probably more more and, and that's and that's actually one of one of the things suggestions that i do have when i do talk to clients is you know be your, be as authentic as you can in your in present your image because 
uh, when you do show up and people find out that that image isn't representative of you absolutely actually, uh you're gonna have some credibility issues potentially it, it, you know and the things that these are very subtle it's not a credibility issue like the person's gonna be like front thinking oh i don't know if i can trust this guy it's all built way back in our monkey yep. brain right yeah, it's all yeah, happening yeah. in the back and the uh the fact that uh um the mind can i think it was i can't remember the name of the anthropologist um I can look it up here in just a second. But there's an anthropologist, and he he says that there's up to I think 250,000 facial expressions. Oh wow! And our and our brains actually can recognize those. Yep. Right. We can see the differences just millimeters, maybe you know even smaller than that from the um, the movements. And so I just you know I wonder if uh, how how much of that does get communicated through that image and then so, their mismatch, you know, how much is that communicated to the person's brain? And it's all kind of on a more of a subconscious level than a conscious level. Yeah. I, I'm a, a great believer in a, the concept of visual grammar or visual language that especially, you know, when you look at uh, Portrait photography. I think I'm looking at the the photos behind you. Mm -hmm. These are these are all photos that basically, uh, you know, has it some sense of language to them. You know, the way that lady, for example, tilted tilts her head to the to the right. I guess it's different from the position that you are uh, in the photo on top where you're looking straight ahead. So right. right there, you know, the position of the head has some messaging. Uh, oh, definitely. Um, the other thing that's, I'm very careful in, and yeah. um, one of the areas that I really focus on, believe it or not, is the camera height. Right. Camera height can, if I shoot from a low angle, yeah. I'm gonna make something look more powerful. If I shoot down on them, I'm gonna make them look weaker. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so, uh, and then even your chin, even your chin height up or down can have uh, an impact on how well your confidence is. is uh, I mean, she's got a good eyes, and mm -hmm. and I think she's got a, a good smile here. So she's got a very confident look, uh, right. and I think she's got a, you know a little bit of a smile. So she's approachable. Um, people usually it's your mouth that's going to indicate your approachability and your eyes are going to be confidence uh, actually eyes are confidence and approachability because you can schmize right you can schmize yeah, your yeah, eye. yeah 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 no absolutely and, uh, so, so that's what i'm talking about i mean there's so many uh, factors here that you need to kind of uh, shape so, you know the position of the head the position of the camera the lighting all these are coming to together into communicate as you said you know so the question is how do you you know back to that question how do you measure that success of is that right successful image or not and that's i don't know i don't know how to, i don't know exactly how to do that so that's a good question <laughs> i need to present that to a lot of my own peers and find out you know how, how how do you you know determine the success of an image and how impactful it's been for your client. I think I think it's probably has to do with you know what they're trying to accomplish in the first place. So if they tell you I need a headshot for my LinkedIn profile, it's different from I need a 
you know, headshot for a, a brochure I'm working on. So it really depends on the context. Context is always right. a critical determinant. So based on the context, I think you might argue that, you know, if we can take the, again, back to the LinkedIn use case, that if you have a, a very crisp LinkedIn profile that is uh, full of great information, uh, both about yourself and the content that you're sharing with the community. And on top of that, you have a, a really uh, professional headshot and maybe interesting cover image to go along with it. I think the full package itself, you know, can easily be measured right, in a sense of engagement and you know LinkedIn invites you get from strangers because I think that's that's the best uh, measure I'm getting you know daily not to kind of uh, <laughs> you know brag or anything but I'm getting you know invites from people and I don't have no idea who they are but they you know say hey I check your profile it looks interesting I'd like to connect so I think all these little things are small indicators that you have a, a really good package. Right, and, and, and I think that is the thing. I mean, as, as part, you know, you gotta make sure you have a good headline, you yeah. have a profile photo, it makes sense yeah. to make use of that cover photo. It's a lot of real estate up there. So you yeah. gotta make sure you're using that. And then you need the words that go along with it and you know, right. really utilize that headline words as well. So as you said, the whole packet, I mean, if you have no image out there, I think it's real difficult for people to, yeah. first thing they're going to see, they're not going to read the words until they see the picture. The picture is what's going to draw them into the words. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I don't want to take away from the words, but I do think the picture happens first. And then based on that reaction to the photo, to the cover photo, to the profile photo, then they're going to dig it in to the actual words, read the headline, and then dig into the actual, um, what they summaries what they call it right right mm -hmm. so now that we get got a little bit of a, a an idea into the mechanics of what's going into uh, creating a successful uh, portrait photography i know it's a it's really a huge topic we can spend a lot of time on but where do you see like uh, this whole discipline is headed in the future you know visual storytelling uh, harness to create uh, effective, compelling uh, portrait photography or any marketing photography for that matter? Well, I, I think where it's going in the future is that I think Brad Pitt, I wish I had, I wish I had the, the tear sheets of Brad Pitt. Um, Peter Hurley has a video out there and I'll see if I can't get you the link to that where he's going through, he's showing a picture of Brad Pitt before whatever, I don't know who coached him, how he learned it. It's like Brad Pitt got on the program. Here he is before the program, and here he is mm. after. And the reason why I mentioned Brad Pitt is that we're all almost actors out there. We're all, look at us right now, we're doing video, yeah. right? And I think it's going to be really important going in the future is that all of the techniques that I teach people in a headshot session, they're going to need to take those going forward when they're posing for their snapshots. Mm. A lot of the techniques that I teach, you can apply that to when you're standing there getting a snapshot so that you're right. going to be presented in a more attractive way versus an unattractive way. All Absolutely. these things are transferable. So as we become more social, as we're doing more video, and if you can take those techniques and apply them to every single aspect of your life where you're being seen, and it's, you know, if you read 
anything right now. It's a lot of it has to do with personal brand. It doesn't matter if you have a job with a corporation. Right. You have your own personal brand that you're building it and moving things forward because the reality is you're not going to work in that job for the next 10, 20, 30 years like my parents did. My parents had the same job for over 30 years. Both Work for life, right? Work for life. <laughs> it's yeah. not something that's happening today. I think there is having for some people, but I don't, the number of professions that allow for that kind of tenure is just, yeah. it's just changing because the, the business landscape changes so quickly. No, absolutely. And, and direction of organizations change so quickly. You have to be prepared for that. So I think more and more people, and that's the reason why LinkedIn is so popular now, are getting on this, you know, building their personal brands. And part of building their personal brands is learning about the visuals that they have and that they're presenting out to the world. And, and I think as, you know, that kind of trajectory happens, we can more of a, what do they call it? Like a freelance mm-hmm. word for it. I don't know if it's freelance economy, but you understand what I'm saying? It's more almost the gig economy, the gig economy. economy. That's what it is. So more of this gig economy, I think is going to become more and more prevalent that people are going to be concerned about their personal brand and what, what kind of brand are they putting out there to the public? Well said. Yeah, no, I totally agree with this. It's definitely something that uh, anybody needs to, you know, address uh, beyond the business they are uh, leading. You know, it's all about, because at the end of the day, you know, they, they need to sell themselves first and then the product. So, right. and they're the product. And, yep. you know, and, and you, you know, one of my goals and the reason why I'm here right now is I'm wanting to elevate, I want to become one of those thought leaders when it comes to portrait photography, you know, sure. first impressions, and what all this means to the individual. And so, you know, if you're wanting to become a thought leader, you got to be seen, you got to be, you know, got to see your picture and understand your story or, or have, have that shtick, whatever that shtick is that you have and, and develop that further so that when people, Oh yeah, I remember that guy, you yep. know, get out there and be seen and not be afraid to go out on video and do, you know, interviews like I'm doing right now. So that's absolutely. That's so, so to kind of wrap up uh, this uh, great interview, uh, I want to ask you, you know, cause again, uh, the audience, uh, is really comprised of marketers and entrepreneurs. And if we need to summarize, you know, maybe your top three tips for maximizing first impression in photography, what would you say? Maximizing first impressions. Um, I think, I think the first thing is to be authentic, Mm -hmm. Um, authentic to yourself. Uh, I just shot a picture of my chiropractor and he always wears a vest and a tie to work every day. (laughs) <laughs> what should I wear? You know, and he's like, he doesn't want to wear, I, he, he, I think we took, we might've taken a few jackets pictures, but he wears a vest and a tie every day. That's what he wears. And so that, and I said, if that's what you wear, that's what you need to be, you know, different pieces of jewelry. I know I, t- I shot a actress recently and I'm not a real big fan of real big jewelry, but she, I think it was a necklace or earrings. I can't remember what it was, but she's like, Oh, that's my little thing that I wear. Oh, so, right. So all of my casting so that they, like I've got a hat on. So she's like, Oh, you know, when the casting teams talking to each other, Oh, remember the guy with the hat or remember the girl with that black necklace. And so she's like, I want to make sure that I have that black necklace, you know, pendant in all of my headshots so that when they're paging through the headshots, they're like, Oh, that's the girl. That was the one I was talking about. And so that's so, like her signature and gimmick. 
that she yeah, has. Her signature gimmick, right. So I have a hat, she's got a necklace, whatever it is. Make sure somebody, chiropractor is a vest and a tie. Um, yeah. You know, be consistent with that. And that's, you know, that is part of your branding. And then um, I guess the other thing is, is that uh, just, um, you have to you have to work you have to work on the the facial um, aspect of it. There's you know the Peter Hurley squinch. Um, oh yeah. I'm gonna call it the Peter Hurley squinch because I think he even trademarked it. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, or you know maybe it's the Tyler Tyler is it um, Tara Banks? Does she call it the schmize? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the mouth. And so, you know, trying to work and putting that all together. And it, like I said, the, the good example is, is uh, take a look at where Brad Pitt was. And then he was consistently, I mean, every time you see him, he, he you know, he's on, he's on point on his look and, and mm. how he is. And so I think it's, uh, you know, learning all of that and then being able to present that, not just in the portrait session, but throughout your engagements and, and learning how to, uh, to use that on a, on a daily basis. So it's more about the behavioral aspect of how you position yourself out there in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, uh, it's, it's quite important, you know, making sure, you know, like, uh, we just, I just gave a talk to... Uh, so basically uh, you're saying, you just imagine uh, you have a hovering camera you know, following you everywhere, even though there's no camera, but you just need to be in a posing mode. <laughs> I don't know about posing, but I think, I think it's important to be engaged. I, was, I, I just gave yeah. a talk about this yeah. first impressions and what the most common thing that people recognized was eye contact. You know, mm. I have a positive first impression and people make really good eye contact. With right. Me. And what was really interesting, I was in a, um, I was, at, I was another, I was at the talk as, in the audience and I made really good con- eye contact with the presenter. Such good, like he actually came up to me after the talk and said, you're one of like five people that I actually felt like I connected to. Oh, wow. 50. And so. That, you know, that's I always great to hear. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't, you know, on my phone and, you know, looking around. No, I was, I was there. I was present. I was focused on what he was doing. And, and no, you know, that's, that's all kind of what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying yeah. to make good eye contact, being present, um, showing us in our best in our best mode, and then and then learning how that impacts people, and then being that way going forward. You know? No, that's a great uh, lesson, and I think uh, it kind of transcends, you know, portrait photography. It's just uh, you know the big message of being yourself, keep it real, and with people. Authenticity, I mean, there's, yep. if there's one thing that people can see through in a matter of a mm-hmm. split second, it's inauthenticity. I mean, right. I think you can pick up on it right away. That's awesome. All right, Kirk, this has been a fantastic uh, chat and with a ton of information and tips uh, for our audience uh, about portrait photography and how they can really maximize first impression. Really want to thank you so much for your time today. And if uh, anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they do that? Uh, the best way is my website. It's www.kirkfrancis.com. So it's K-I-R-K, like the captain, Captain Kirk of the Star Trek. And <laughs> Francis is like the Pope. So I say Captain Pope. So K-I-R-K-F-R-A-N-C-I-S. Awesome. And I'm soon to have, I don't have it there yet, but I'm soon to have a newsletter sign up. So be sure to sign up for the newsletter. 
Our first one that we're polishing off right now is going to talk about color theory. And so awesome. what do the different colors talk, you know, what, how do they speak to you? Like this is, I don't, it's kind of hard to see in the lighting here, but that's purple. So purple is imaginative, creative, right. color. Black is going to be more of a formal trust color of dark blues. Um, greens kind of oh that's awesome like a harmonies and then yellows are happiness and reds are power so all these different colors kind of speak yeah. languages to people and they pick up on it psychologically and so that's going to be my first piece that that I present that's important yeah so thank you so much and this is uh, definitely everybody look uh, up for a Kirk Francis uh, upcoming newsletter a great resource for photography and visual storytelling in general and I hope to see, it, to see everybody next time in our next show. Visual Storytelling Today is recorded in Miami, Florida. The show is published exclusively by Visual Storytelling Institute. Learn more at visualstorytell.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes Store. Until next time, don't let your big story wait to be told.